welcome to episode 64 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. For this episode, I'm transporting you to Armenia. Armenia is one of the most historical countries you could ever visit and is a destination for culture, hiking, spirituality and skiing. It's not really a well-known destination for people to visit alone, so for this episode I'll be sharing my experience of this intriguing country in Western Asia and why you should visit. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. This week, talking about solo travel in Armenia and just talk about my experience in Armenia, try and inspire you to go there. If you've never heard of it, if you've heard of Kim Kardashian, that's where she's originally from. It's actually in Asia, so it's kind of on the outskirts of Europe. It's under Georgia, it neighbours Turkey, Iran and Azerbaijan. It was the first Christian nation in the world, so it's very historical. It has one of the oldest alphabets. There's medieval monasteries throughout the whole country, gorges, canyons, mountains. It's an emerging destination. I would say that most people probably go to Georgia and don't go on to Armenia. It attracts the historic solo, the cultural solo, spiritual solo, hiking solo, and you can also go skiing there in the winter. It does have a very sombre history with the Armenian genocide. There was an earthquake in 1988, which unfortunately killed 25,000 people. And also it's got the war with Azerbaijan, which is still ongoing. So does have quite a horrible history. That's why it's a nice country to visit now, because you can see how the country is developing and how it's changing and reinventing itself as part of the former Soviet Union. You can see disused Soviet buildings throughout the country, though, which does dominate the skyline. But it is a really beautiful country and it's great if you love nature. It actually began nearly 5,000 years ago, and it's only got a population of less than 3 million people, and the currency is Armenian Dram. I really enjoyed it. I had no expectations of Armenia at all. I went there from Georgia, so this is when I did my three-week trip. I spent a week in Georgia, went across to Azerbaijan on the night train, came back to Georgia on the night train, went down to Armenia from Georgia by minibus, which took about seven hours. The roads did leave a bit to be desired. They had lots of potholes. As soon as you go across the border, the roads weren't that great to drive on if you don't like a bumpy ride. And then I also got the overnight train back to Georgia. It's a very cheap country. I'd say you'd spend about £15 a day. You can get a hostel bed for about £4 a day. I managed to get a meal in a restaurant for three pounds, say three fifty euros, four dollars, whichever currency you're in. So it's a very cheap destination and it's a destination worth going to if you want to learn more about the history of it. It does have some similarities with Azerbaijan with the cuisine and also a few similarities with Georgia. So things to do, Yerevan is the capital, it's more developed than the rest of the country. They've got the Mother of Armenia, which is a big statue, which sits on a hill. They've also got one in Georgia as well. They've also got one in Kiev. So it's really interesting as you start exploring different regions, then you can see similarities in neighbouring countries. 
There's Republic Square, where you can see the National Gallery, History Museum and the Government House. There's meant to be a fountain show and a light show, but I didn't actually see that at the time. Because of the genocide, there is a genocide museum and monument which sits on top of the hill. The genocide monument is just really moving. They have an eternal flame in the middle and the music is just so lovely. That's the capital. The capital is really nice, actually. It's really modern. There's modern shops there. You've got an opera house, a blue mosque. You can climb the cascade. The cascade is gorgeous. It's a tiered landscape staircase. It's got trees and flowers all around it, and it looks more like a massive art sculpture that you can climb to to see the views of the city. So from the city, other places to see, you can see Lake Savan, which is the biggest lake. It takes up to 5% of the country. The altitude is at 1,900 metres, so it's a bit cooler than the rest of the country. They have some really lovely little stools around the lake, and I bought some moonstone from there, which cost about £2 a piece. But it's beautiful. I've got a white moonstone and a bluey moonstone, so it's really nice. Then there's a tiny little village, well, not that tiny, but it's called Dilajan, which is known for its craft workshops, spas and sparkling water. Writers and musicians go there in the summer to do the spa, so it's meant to be quite an inspiring village. It's great to stay for one or two nights if you want to do some hiking or if you just want to relax in some nature. I don't know if you know, but Armenia's actually got the world's longest reversible cable car. It's really scenic and it gives you commentary in English. Because they do speak Armenian in Armenia, obviously, and they also speak Russian. Tourist industry, what there is of it, does speak a bit of English. The cable car takes 12 minutes. It travels over the Vorotan Gorge at 400 metres high. If you don't like heights, I don't recommend going on it. You can take the road instead. And the cable car and the road both lead to Tatev Monastery, which is one of the most famous medieval monasteries in the country. It was built in the 19th century and it once played a central role in Armenia for education and spirituality. There's an oil mill inside where you can see the giant stone grinders that used to make the olive oil. I bought what they call an Armenian Snickers bar from here, which you find throughout the country, which is a really long string of nuts which have been wrapped in plum jam. It was about the equivalent of a euro and it was really tasty. So you can get that from Tatev Monastery. If you like skiing, it's a good idea to visit in the winter time. You can go skiing Tajkadazor. I didn't actually go there. It's quite remote, but it is good if you want to go skiing. They've also got a really stunning classical Greek style temple, which is called the Ghani Temple. That was one of the first things that I saw in the country and it did honestly blow me away. It's the only remaining pagan temple in the country. And I really loved where it was situated. It was surrounded by mountains and you can see the gorge. Ghani Temple is one of the most stunning places in the country, I think. I basically spent six days there and hired a private driver and a tour guide who took me from place to place. I don't normally do that in places. I normally do do independent travel but I had limited time and I wanted to see as much as I could. So they also took me onto part of the old Silk Road, which was really exciting to get a picture by the old Silk Road sign with the cabals. And it didn't cost me that much. I mean, in terms of how much you could do it for independently, it was a lot more expensive, obviously, but it was just easier for me to see as much of the country as I can. 
Garni Temple. It was actually built in the 3rd century and it was destroyed in an earthquake, so they rebuilt it in the 1970s with the original stones. It's one of my favourite places there. I also went to Gegard Monastery, which is a UNESCO site. It's in a kind of built in a cave and it's curved and it's just stunning and so peaceful. Armenia is full of monasteries and churches so by the end of a few days you might need to mix up your trip a little bit by seeing other things. For me five days and seeing I think seven or eight monasteries was fantastic but it was enough for me to get a feel of what the country was really about. They've also got a really important pilgrimage site called Kor Virap which is where Gregory the Illuminator was imprisoned for 14 years. He convinced the king to believe in God, and apparently that is where Christianity started from. Armenia is the first Christian nation in the world, so that's a really important place where people go as a pilgrimage. And they're known for their wine. I did visit Georgia before. For me, Georgia has the best wine I've ever tasted in the world, and I've been to Barossa Valley, which is also good, but Georgia has the best wine I've ever tasted. Armenia, the wine is very cheap, but to me it wasn't on the same level, but that's just my own personal experience. But you can go to a wine house. I went to Arany Wine House, which is one of the famous ones, for some wine tasting, and they also produce their own cognac, but they can't call it cognac because apparently it's branded but they do produce their own kind of brandy equivalent as well. They do have social impact projects in the country. What I love is that the country's rebuilding itself, but there's a lot of enterprises coming out of the city and they're trying to change the perception of Armenia. So I went to visit an organisation called One Armenia and they work with a NGO to clear landmines from the conflict areas. They also help farmers to become sustainable. Something really great that they have invented is an app called Hike Armenia, which you can use offline, and it shows the hiking routes in the country. The Armenia is a very safe country. You might feel more comfortable hiring a private guide if you want to go hiking, just in case you don't trust your own directions. So there's a lot of projects that are going on in the country to try and help rejuvenate the country and offer those micro loans to locals. I think they told me that the average wage is about $600 a month, so it shows you how poor the country is. If you are in Yerevan, I think it is, in the, in the city, there's a cafe called Cafe Number no. 2, which is a social enterprise and it helps train youth. It serves amazing food and coffee. And it's a really comfortable cafe, but the fact that it helps give something back to the local population is great. So as I mentioned before, daily budget is about £15 a day. It's so incredibly cheap. The only thing is getting around. So I did hire a tour guide and a private driver which was fantastic. They basically just took me to different parts of the country. Sometimes the tours were up to about 12 hours because we were driving really long distances, but just the ease of waking up in the morning and then meeting my tour guide at the place that had dropped me off the night before just made it so much easier for me than trying to figure it all out myself. I think by the time I'd been to Georgia and then Azerbaijan, I was just ready for a little bit of ease and something a bit less challenging. So you can always use a tour company. I used Juva tours and I definitely recommend them. You can get buses. They have minivans throughout the country. Some of the routes are scheduled. 
and some of them aren't. So you do have to do a bit of planning with the buses. Apparently, some of the minivans don't leave until the whole minivan is full up. So you just need to allow enough time to travel around the country by bus. Yerevan, the capital city, is mainly the hub. So you might find yourself backtracking and going in and out of the city so you can see different areas. There is a train network that goes to Vanazor um, and also Lake Savan, but it can be a little bit slow. But the train is quite cheap. I did When I travelled back from Armenia to Georgia, I took the train, I think it was £22, and it included my overnight accommodation in a four-bed carriage. The best time to go, it depends what you want to do. Obviously, if you want to go skiing, then you can go in the winter time. The best time really to visit Armenia is before and after the summertime. It avoids the heat of the summer. It can get up to 40 degrees in the summer. So depending on where you go, if it's more elevated like Lake Saban, then it's obviously going to be a little bit cooler. But autumn's a great season to go to experience the autumn colours. If you're planning to hike, then you may not want to visit in April and May when it usually rains. I visited in March. It was quite cold. I had my big jacket with me and my jeans and my boots. But it was really pretty driving around because there was snow on all the landscapes as well. Something which is quite amazing there, but you can see Mount Arat, which is actually in Turkey. But from a lot of places, you can see the mountain on a really clear day. And it's just really stunning with the snow on top. I did look at G-Adventures and Intrepid, not for me personally to do it, but just as research for the article. And they don't do a separate Armenia tour. They combine it with Georgia and I think it was eight or ten days. So that's always an option. But it is extremely safe to travel around. One of the highlights for me was doing a sculpting class with one of Armenia's most famous sculptors. And it was that, again, was one of the highlights of my trip. So you can do cultural things like that. And you can also do a cooking class. I learned how to cook dolmas, which is also cuisine in Azerbaijan as well. One thing, if you do go to Azerbaijan and Armenia, it's better to go to Azerbaijan before you go to Armenia. Because if you do it around the other way, you do get interrogated at the border. If you take the train, you don't have to get out. The immigration and border control come onto the train. But there is still conflict with Azerbaijan and Armenia, so you can't cross the border from Armenia to Azerbaijan. There are also a couple of areas in Armenia similar to Transnistria in Moldova, which classes itself as an independent state, but it's not recognised by the UN. There are a couple of areas which I think Russia has more influence over, and you may have problems if you enter into those areas to then go to different countries. So you do need to check, what I do check before I go anywhere is the foreign office website fco.gov.uk I think it is and just check where is you need to avoid in the country the country is really safe just don't venture into it's now called Artsakh it used to be called Nagorno-Karabakh that is the place that still has the landmines that one Armenia are clearing and there's also an area near to the northwest which you need to be careful with as well I would say you could do Armenia within a week and maybe see four of the places. There are a couple of places that you can do on day trips. I must admit the only thing I knew about Armenia before I went was that 
the Kardashians originally came from there. It's not great for me to only know that about the country, but it is definitely a very historical and cultural country. There are low-cost airlines that fly into Kutaisi in Georgia. So if you're looking at flights in and out of Armenia, in and out of Yerevan, and they are too expensive, an alternative could be to look at low-cost airlines because Wizz Air, which are a Hungarian airline, fly in and out of Kutaisi in Georgia and you can then get a minivan all the way from there to Yerevan. It will probably take a lot of hours. I imagine it will take about eight hours. It took me six and a half to get from Yerevan that's crossing the border. But that is always an option. I think the minivan was about $30. So that's an option. I definitely recommend going to Armenia. It's cheap. It's full of history. Even if you're not really religious, it's just really interesting seeing the monasteries and learning more about its old Christian roots. It's also got one of the oldest alphabets and you can visit the Armenian alphabet, which is made out of tough stone. I think that's what some of the churches are made out of. But you just see all of the letters of the Armenian alphabet on the countryside. It's really cool. I also opted to go for a private tour there because I don't speak any Armenian, I don't speak any Russian. Because Armenia's got its own alphabet, it's very difficult to read as well. So some signs are obviously in Armenian. So just for ease, I took a tour. Not that I'm promoting the tour, but I would give Armenia three out of five to get around. The tourist infrastructure isn't that developed and the language barrier as well. But it's definitely a very intrepid country and it's very rewarding and you can get around if you've got time and you do lots of planning. So I definitely recommend it. I hope that this podcast episode has inspired you to visit the country of Armenia. If it has, check out the Solar Travel in Armenia guide on the Girl Around the Globe website. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.